This is not a church service. I do my best to walk with all the integrity I can. However, this is an opinion program. God bless you. Praise the Lord. And welcome to a brand new season of Miller Time with your host, Bishop Cedric A. Miller. I am so grateful that you're here tonight. So glad to see so many of you signing on. Glad to have you with me tonight. Amen. I am grateful to the Lord for this platform. Um, I have missed you guys. I have missed this forum. I have not missed keeping up with the news. Um, but I have missed you guys and missed sharing my time with you. Um, hey, thanks, Sheila and Greg. And um, to all of you, we're, we're grateful to the Lord for this time together. Amen. I had a wonderful time off. I, I needed it. Um, I was in, um, in Durham, North Carolina last weekend, not this past Sunday, but Sunday before. And some of you saw Sunday morning, the video from Sister Jessica, one of the old members. I think Jessica was dancing before Sheila, or Sheila was part of Jessica's first dance troupe or whatever, but just a very integral part of our church. So, um, and she did that reading for us. That was so phenomenal. So listen, I'm excited. Thank you guys for being here tonight. And so we have so much to talk about tonight. Now, let me be very clear and be very open. While I was off, I was thinking about the ways I could change Miller time, the ways I could soften Miller time. Um, and <laughs> I am going to do that to some level, except that things are so much worse than when I was on last. And the ridiculousness, um, in the words of uh, Nancy Friedman, there's just bad feces everywhere all over everything. And this has just gotten out of control. So um, I'm going to do the best I can, but I got some stuff I got to deal with tonight. And I trust that you will be able to, to, to stay with me. All right. So praise the Lord. I am I'm excited. I hope that you're excited also. Um, I believe in all my heart, and I want to be very clear about this. I believe in all my heart that the church of Jesus Christ as it relates to its influence in the world is in much worse shape than it was when I was on last. So just to answer all of your whys, whatever I planned on softening the tone a little bit, um, I don't think the circumstances on the ground will allow me to do that. There's no way to soften um, it. All right, so I'm taking you through the process that I went through. Now I'm here and Miller time is here and I have a feeling that it's going to be worse than it ever was. I am going to be honest. I am going to be truthful. I am going to share my heart. I am going to be Christ-like. 
I'm going to have a biblical perspective to the best of my ability. But the gloves are off and we have to deal with situations as it stands. Okay. One of the things I found out while I was off that there are a lot of people who listen to Miller Time that we never hear from. I found out that Miller Time plays in police departments. I found out that Miller Time plays in the homes of um, elected officials and many places that you wouldn't think or people who never respond. So we know you're there and I appreciate from the bottom of my heart that you're there. Again, hear the rules of Miller Time. This is not a church service. Please know that though we're respectable people and we're civilized Christians. So if you have a disagreement, please get it to me, be respectful about it, and I it will get to me. If, if you act like you know what, I won't even know that you sent it, right? It won't get to me. Somebody will chuck it and it won't matter. So, all right, we want to be here for you, um, <laughs> but we want to be a blessing to you at the same time. All right, let's jump right into the news. <sighs> Yesterday, in this great, wonderful nation of ours, the House of Representatives finally passed legislation making lynching a federal crime. Let me say that another way. In 2022, the land of the free and the home of the brave finally passed legislation making lynching a federal crime. It was almost unanimous, except three Republicans. Andrew Clyde of Georgia, Thomas Massey of Kentucky, and Chip Roy of Texas voted against it. Now, we don't have time to get into the embarrassment that it's taken 2022 to make lynching a federal crime. But I want to read this statement from Chip Roy, who is the congressperson from, of course, um, Apartheid, Texas. This is his comments. The attack by Putin on Ukraine is latest in the quest for Russian dominance in the 100th year anniversary of the formation of the Soviet Union. And it has unfortunately been fueled by President Biden's demonstrated weakness on the global stage in the Western world's foolish pursuit of fantasy energy policies that have real world consequence. In other words, it makes sense, um, you know, that Putin is doing. We must immediately remove all barriers to American oil and natural gas production, fund, stop funding and financing Russian oil and gas and stand side by side with our NATO allies. Now, I read that and it seemingly has absolutely nothing to do with, with this, but this is the kind of mindset 
that would blame what's going on on Ukraine on the current president's demonstrated weakness and his inability to stand side by side with our NATO allies, the very NATO that your predecessor, whom you supported, Mr. Boyd, wanted to break up completely at the request, I believe, of Vladimir Putin and also completely alienated all our NATO allies from us. And now you act as if you weren't there. This is what white America always does with history, even as close as a year and a half ago or a solid year ago, really. You listen to him talk and you, you want to ask the question, like, weren't you there? Weren't you a part of what was going on? And that's the nonsense. President Biden is separated us from our NATO allies. Go figure. <laughs> Sheila made a comment. She said their names sound like they drive pickup trucks with guns and Confederate flags in the back. Um, as horrible as that sounds, but it seems to be the mindset of a certain part of the country with a certain worldview and a certain way of thinking. Right now. If you one thing I noticed about all these states are clearly these are all the states. Well, all these states are states that are all fighting to keep Confederate monuments. So it would make sense to me why they wouldn't want an old game they used to play called Lynch the Negro, why they wouldn't want their favorite pastime to become a federal crime. Right? They're like, we've been playing that game for the longest. I've been to more lynching. My grandfather, my grandpappy took me to so many lynchings. I, and now they want to make it a federal crime. They want to take away our heritage and rewrite history. That's what um, they will call revisionist history later on. So that's the first thing I noticed. I also noticed that these are major Bible belts, God and country people. And that's why I'm on here as often as I am. And that's why in my mind, Miller time is so important because we would have a whole different mindset we were dealing with if this was happening and the individuals involved were heathens, people who don't claim to know God, people who have no relationship with God or his church. But people can do and think this way all in Jesus' name all in Jesus name. And I know some of you, cause I've heard it, I, you're saying right now, or you're saying that and, and, and um, Pastor Miller, you get on here and you're very horrible to white people. So why, you know, why are you blaming them? Don't you do the same thing? Um, no, 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 no. I am not horrible to white people. I am horrible to hypocritical <laughs> white Christians. That's my issue. Who name the name of Jesus in name only and in every other way of their lives demonstrate that the love of Christ, which is a necessary ingredient to be called a Christian is absent from their hearts. Sheldon, I promise you, you're gonna hear the term states rights more than ever because that's what Ayatollah DeSantis wants. That's, just watch, you will see. Watch my words. Watch my words. I played Chip Roy's statement about Russia because I don't know if you noticed, but there is 
an implicit excuse. You know, this is fueled by President Biden's weakness on the global world stage and the Western world's foolish pursuit of fantasy energy policies that have real world consequences. So in other words, because the current president happens to believe in climate change and, and has gotten most of the Western world behind him. So therefore, um, they they shouldn't have bothered Putin and because they bothered him, this is what we get because so we got what was coming to us. But I want you to listen to this in a minute because I'm trying tonight to paint a picture that I want you to understand that when I say these things, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not talking hyperbole. I am telling you right now, one of the worst things we will deal with that I believe Donald Trump awoke. He didn't in institute it. He didn't even do it. He just, you know, awaken it. It was always there. It was always who we were. But you will find out the hate that is part and parcel of white Christian nationalism is what's destroying us. And you will find that that little yeast, that little leaven is in just about every part of American jurisprudence, life, and faith. Check out this video here and tell me what you think on the other side of this. Senate candidate, Lauren Witzel. I believe she was running for Senator of Delaware. Don't hold me to that. I do know she was running against Senator Chris Coons. Lauren is currently trending over on Twitter. Here's why. Here's the deal also, you know, Russia is uh, a Christian nationalist nation. They're actually Orthodox Christian. I'm Russian Orthodox. So, you know, I actually support Putin's right to protect his people and always put his people first, but also protect their Christian values. I identify more with Russian, uh, with Putin's Christian values than I do with Joe Biden. Uh, so, you know, like there is that you know, that there, there is that there. And, you know, Christian nationalist countries also are a threat. Yeah. This might explain it, though. She also believes in QAnon. Wearing the shirt and everything. There's more. She's also a criminal. All right, that's enough. That's but enough. at this, enough. all right. Sorry, I didn't need to include that part that she's a criminal. Not that she isn't. I don't know, but that's outside of the scope of our time together, and the way we think as Christians. She said, "I actually agree." with Putin's Christian nationalist views and his right to protect his people. And I will add, by bombing innocent civilians and just showing his might and doesn't matter who he kills indiscriminately because Joe Biden and the West ticked him off. Um, in Jesus' name. I need you to explain to me what does a Christian 
What decision does a Christian have to make if he is looking at Vladimir Putin on one hand, hand and uh, Joe Biden on the other hand and say, you know, which one of these more align with my Christian values? <laughs> Damon, you're right. They have nothing to do with each other, sir. All right. And let me tell you something. Don't write her off as French. You will be mistaken if you write her off as French. There are more people who believe the way she does. You see how nicely and calmly she says it as a politician that she could put it out there. She's not an idiot. One of the reasons she's saying something like that, because she knows that there are millions of people out there that believes the same way she does. And I'm telling you right now, a lot of you listening to me are sitting in churches and sitting on the pastors who believe just the way she does. And you've seen the signs, you've seen it in their apparatus, and you see how they think, and you know it's there, but you're not ready to do anything about it because you so desperately want to believe it's not so. That's so much of American brand of Christianity. So for those of you that's always saying to me, Pastor, why are you just always, you're so tough on the American church, you're so tough on the American, first of all, I'm preaching to the American church and I'm preaching to the American Christians. I don't know who you want me to be tough on. That's the only people I'm talking to. Second of all, I have every reason to, because even though you tell me how tough I am on the American church and the American Christian, you're not telling me that I'm wrong. You're not even trying to defend it. And that's why we're in the mess that we're in right now, because we won't get back to really what the Bible says. We must be careful. And I'm going to say this, and I'm saying this to, 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 to Black folk too. We better be careful when we allow anything other than the blood of Christ or things that promotes biblical values. I'm not talking about some spurious, stretched biblical, I'm talking about what's main and plain. When we allow anything else to, to gather us or to be our rallying card or a calling card or the banner under which we stand, we better be careful because that's how millions of white conservative Christians ended up being the spawn of Satan himself. That's right. And, 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 and supporting such horrible hatred and murder and killing and, and can't even see that something is wrong with it. To look at Vladimir Putin and what he has always done, the thousands of people he's murdered, that every person who ran against him is dead. The guy is, is murdering people's draws. I mean, poisoning people's draws. I mean, this is, this is, this is, um, <laughs> this is, this is, this is madness. And that's what hate does. That's what hate does. This hate is so deep-seated that it makes fools of otherwise rational thinking individuals. And because the politically correct police has muzzled the church and muzzled the preacher and, and, and the no judgment Gestapo uh, or gazpacho, uh, gazpacho, depending on whether you want to have it as soup or, or, or be killed by it, um, <laughs> 
won't say anything because you don't want to be judging anybody. But the Bible is right. The Bible is right. And I'm not talking about as perceived in the American church. I'm talking about those things which are main and plain, those things that there is no controversy about, no argument about. You can't treat people horribly. You can't, you can't just go kill people because you're stronger, right? You can't treat a group of people for 400 years worse than Jesus was treated to take away the sin of the world. And then it's taken you <laughs> hundreds of years before you can even say it's a federal crime. And all of you couldn't even agree on it. This is the mess that, that we're talking about. Let me explain. Dee responded to what Mom Pudi said, you know, is Putin Christian, so forth and so on. Listen to me. In America right now, if you say, do, preach, or teach anything that says we need to get back to the good old days when white folk ruled and black people knew their places in Jesus' name, you will be classified as a good, God-fearing Christian. That's the fact. And don't write me because you happen not to believe that way. I am talking about what's generally out there. That's the only reason why Donald Trump was willing to fool so many people that he was a Christian. You know, if he came to your church, he wouldn't qualify as a Christian. I hear you saying it. Well, pastor, you don't know his heart. Only God knows his heart. Before you say anything, that's nonsensical. Right. You don't get to play Christian and say only God really knows my heart. The kind of Christianity that has no outward show is not biblical Christianity. The kind of Christianity that the creator of the ends of the world, the savior that hung, bled, suffered, died, rose again on the third day, kicked the devil in the teeth and took the keys of death, hell and the grave and set captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. There is no way he can come to live in your heart and you still remain the hated, hate, hateful, mean-spirited, racist, bigoted individuals that you were before. Not possible, not possible. If you're right, they're blinded by it. And as long as somebody stands and put their hates out for do you right, just like that funny guy with the mustache, if you put their hate, which consumes them out front, they will buy into any other thing you say. <sighs> yes, Lenny, you're correct. We can tell from your heart and your action. We can tell from your actions what's in your heart. That's not judging. Let me give you a quick examples. But said, when was the last time Donald Trump was in a black church? When was the last time Donald Trump was in a church or said church? Let me show you how ridiculous this is, right? Donald Trump made a deal with China before he left office. And in the deal, it was a trade deal. There's none like it. It's the most wonderful, greatest, most beautiful, good-looking deal I've, that America has ever seen. Nobody's ever made a deal like this with China before this. The kind of money they're going to spend bigly with us. 
You, you remember that. It's, it's going to be wonderful. And, and, and it's going to send good, wonderful, you know, I got to use wonderful like 12 times because vocabulary limited. They're going to, we're going to have big, beautiful, wonderful jobs. I've never heard anybody call their job big, beautiful job. But anyway, just stay with me for a minute. We're going to, because of all the money that China is going to spend and it's going to bring about world peace. In this deal, in this deal, he also claimed that China would buy, in addition to what they were spending right now, they would buy an additional $200 billion in goods and services from the U.S. by the year 2021. An additional $200 billion in goods and services by the year 2021. Check your calendar. Maybe mine is off. It is now the year 2022, and China has only spent 57%, not up the $200 billion, 57% of what they were spending before the deal. So they were supposed to go up $200 billion. They decreased their spending by 43% and haven't spent one single dime of the additional $200 billion. So let me be very clear. What's my point to all this? Yet still, so many evangelical Christians are telling people and telling themselves and lying to themselves that they can ignore his evil and corrupt malfeasance because he is good for business. Get real. You love him because you and he share certain racist ideologies and racist views of America. That's why you love him. Because as a businessman, you know as well as I do that he sucks. The idea of performing business with no integrity, even if the bottom line works out, is something that a Christian should find untenable. But you don't. And every time I say you don't, all your answers come back to one thing because you're willing to really deny every Christian impulse you have to feed the one racist impulse that's the strongest in your heart. That, my friend, is the problem. And you can you can write me all you want to, and you can say all the ugly things you want to me, but between the time you turn off the lamp or the light and you go to sleep, you have to deal with the truth of what's in your heart. And you can lie to me all you want, but you're going to have to deal with your heart and deal with the God that is trying to get you right. And you're going to have to deal with your own conscience. And you know I'm telling the truth. You don't like him for his policies. You like him because you're as racist as he is. Ronald, please tell us what he said. I did not see. Please, please type it in. Let me give you an example of this kind of trickery where they're almost assuming that you have to be brain dead to not see this stuff, right? <laughs> Gee, you silly. You remember when Mike Pence refused to not certify the electoral college votes? And Christians love it because Every time I say that Mike Pence is equally evil as Donald Trump is, everybody says, ah, he's a brother, brother, three R's in the Lord. 
to ours. And, um, and as a result, he's great, he's wonderful. And if you listen to the arguments, you listen to the arguments, he called, I believe, Dan Quayle to see if there was any way he could not certify the vote. And Don, Dan Quayle said, this is not anything you want to do. And um, and he's heralded in, in many Christian circles as a Christian brother who stood up for right, even though they wanted the other guy to win. But he stood up for, for what was right. And he didn't, he didn't um, not certify the Electoral College votes because Dan Quayle and others, whoever it was, spoke to him and says, there is no legal way to do this. My brother, my brother, you should not have looked for a legal way to not certify the Electoral College vote. You didn't have any evidence or reason not to. That's the problem. You didn't see any fraud. You couldn't find any. Georgia wouldn't create it for you. You couldn't, there was no reason to, outside of the fact that a despot who wants power more than life itself wanted you to. So Dan Quayle shouldn't have to tell you that there is some constitutional quagmire that you would get yourself in if you didn't certify the votes. You should have said there's no reason not to do it because these, this, this vote represents the legitimate will of the people. Hmm. Okay, Ronald. Ronald said, Pat Robertson says, Vladimir Putin was being used by God. He said, Putin was doing what God wanted. This is the beginning of the end times. That's what Pat Robertson said. Give me 30 seconds. I didn't read it. I know, Brother Ronald, I have no reason not to take his word. But just from a Bible perspective, he may very well be right that God is allowing this for his, you know, apocalyptic purposes. That God is doing something in all of this and, and that's why he's allowing. But rest assured, that the spirit behind Vladimir Putin is not the spirit of God. It's the spirit of God allowing it for his purposes. But, but let's be very, 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 very clear with the fact that what's happening here is that a very deranged, demon-possessed individual is being used by the devil to kill innocent people. And if we should be learning anything, we should be looking at Ukraine and taking a lesson in courage and patriotism. Because I'm asking myself, if that was the case, would America have that kind of a resolve? Of course, you said, we don't have to think about that. We're mightier than them all. The Lord who made us mighty would make us mightier still. God bless America. I hear you. But there's still a lesson to be learned here. When you look at things like the January 6th insurrection, again, give me a moment to, to paint this picture. Jeff, you're right. Discernment is not judgment. 
you can't say hateful, nasty, mean-spirited things and say, I'm a Christian, we're supposed to believe it. That just doesn't make sense. You ever ask yourself, why, so, why are Republicans so against finding the truth or getting to the bottom of what happened on January 6th or holding the people both behind the scenes and at, on the ground responsible for what happened. I mean, you ever, the, is, is that bugging anybody beside me? And you kind of like need to be a history buff and a thinker to put the two together, right? The truth of the matter is America has never, ever, ever, ever forced anyone to concede or to denounce an armed insurrection against the country when such insurrection has racist overtones. That is how, after the Civil War, which was an armed insurrection against the country, that is how, after the Civil War, the, 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 the South was allowed to build monuments to their insurrectionists and made them heroes and named schools after them and named bridges and tunnels and put monuments in city squares after them. And now that America, that there is an awakening, sorry to use a word that is the derivative of any sort from woke, but because America has awakened and there is now a call to truth, now they're saying, no, these are our heroes. They represent us. We believe like they believed. These are the true Americans like we are Americans. Don't call them insurrectionists. This was, this was normal political discourse. This is what you do when your country is trying to make people of color equal with you and take away their devalued status which affects our money and affects our social standing in the world. Of course, you're gonna take your country back. We wanna take our country back. We need to make America great again so we can get our property back and be back on top of the social ladder that we have been because now they are out of control looking for equality and we're not having it in Jesus' name. But that's just what we do. If there's a racist insurrection, if there's an insurrection that's aimed at keeping Black people in their place, if it's there anywhere in the platform, America has never, ever called to account any such people. You'll see it tonight. <laughs> Which friend said, does that mean that they're going to put up a statue of Trump? I would be willing to bet a limb on it. I wouldn't doubt. Great question. I wouldn't doubt if you start seeing pictures of Donald Trump popping up in churches. That's how crazy this is. Lenny, you're absolutely right. 
many of the prominent ones would be. And, and don't get into the nonsense. People are saying, well, you know what the Democrats are trying to do now, it was the Republicans back then, and they've then switched over the years. And, you know, it was Republicans that used to be um, for black people's rights. And now it's, you know, so you better trust. No, no, no. The Republican ain't Republican. And it, it switched. Get, your, get, get a history lesson. At some point, the ideology switched. You will see tonight. Of course I do, Ronald. They wouldn't have let us in. I bet your Black Lives Matter rally could not have breached the Capitol. Because one day would need inside help, which is what they had on January 6th. And they would need 40% of the country to almost support it, which is what they had on January 6th. And there's still people. Now, I saw something today where one, I think, Arizona Republican has come up with a new way to decertify his state. It's almost election time for a new president, and they're still not willing to let it go. They're still looking for some other way to decertify their states. Tonight, shortly after I get off, President Joe Biden will be delivering his state of the state act the State of the Union address. And let me tell you something, you will see, normally in times of crisis, like the war in Ukraine and so forth, America knows how to come together and so forth and so on. Not gonna happen this time, because the culture war here is too deep. It's not gonna happen. You're gonna see, you're going to see Republicans blame Joe Biden for what's going on in Ukraine. And no matter how strong he stands, they will, sit there, including Senator Tim Scott. I'll deal with him in a second. He will sit with the other white Republicans and everybody else, and he will sit there completely ununified, even in times like this with such a crisis before us. And these are the people that are telling us we need to love America and we need to love our country. But yet still, you won't unite behind your country if the person on the other side of the aisle even implies that he cares about the rights of Black people. I remember that, Tracy. They will make sure it happened one way or the other. Let me tell you something. What tonight will show you if Joe Biden get up and say tonight is Tuesday, Republicans will disagree. And you will see once and for all, if you didn't figure it out yet, that there is no vaccine for good old American Christian hatred. There is none. And it is so woven in everything we do. Sonia is right. This will be the first time Democrats will have a rebuttal to a Democratic presidential address. Yeah. Watch, you'll see. Some good news this week. Some good news. Tempered. Still wait and see, but some potentially good news. Katanja Brown, Katanja Brown Jackson, I believe her name was, was uh, nominated by President Joe Biden to the United States Supreme Court. And the vitriol began immediately. 
Well, I was scouring the internet to find dirt on Ms. Brown Jackson. I was looking for everything. I said, no, let me not find dirt. Let me just find out what the other side is saying. And I will, I already took a nice long hot shower, but I had to traffic in right wing media outlets for the last couple of days to find out what was going on and what was being said uh, about her. Well, I found out that um, she's in opposition to um, all the lawsuits filed by Trump that has uh, been, you know, speed tracked to the Supreme Court. She has a problem with that. Right. She's also um, very fond of the previous president of President Barack Obama. Lindsey Graham says she's a leftist. Tucker Carlson says she is only being she's being chosen without her qualifications being considered. This is Tucker Carlson says she's being chosen without her qualifications being considered. This is the epitome of wokeness gone bad. She is being chosen simply because of a campaign promise and her race. In about a minute, I'll get into her credentials a little bit. I'm, I won't even get into I'll give an opinion about her credentials. You're sensible people. You can search out her credentials yourself, nor am I here to justify her. But I don't understand how this Harvard grad is such a pariah for so many God-fearing, God and country individuals. Yes, Graham did vote for her three times before. But she is such a problem for these individuals. But you supported a president without a resume on Indeed. Let, let me say it one more time. Her credentials is a problem for you. But you supported a president without a resume on Indeed, whose high school transcripts nobody has seen, whose college transcripts nobody has seen. You know absolutely, you knew absolutely nothing about his qualifications. All you know is about his infidelities, his racism, and his bankruptcies. And all of a sudden, you're going to take this woman who appears to be more educated and qualified than the previous president and all his children combined. And you're going to make a deal about qualifications because you don't like her race, because this is messing with your definition of America. This woman being nominated to the Supreme Court is why you and your kind, sir, believes that America needs saving. Right? Let me tell you why America needs saving. America needs saving because flight attendants are getting beat up for telling stupid people to put on a mask. America needs saving 
because teachers are out there putting their life on their lines because y'all can't control your little gremlins and because y'all don't want to live with them for the additional hours of the day you will send them out with as little germ carriers to to it to kill teachers and god know who else they bring it to that's why america needs saving america needs saving because when you can name the name of Jesus and support murder overseas, then convince people that somehow you are pro-life, that you are so darn delusional that nobody calls you out. That's why America needs saving. America needs saving because we just showed that we had billions and trillions of dollars that we could spend on any and everything, but we went out and get somebody from the World Wrestling Federation, somebody that used to hire Jimmy Snooker and The Undertaker, and get that person to run the education department, and you care so much about life and America's future, and you haven't said one word that we teach, we, we pay our teachers a little more than managers on the night shift at McDonald's. That's why America needs saving. It's not because a black man became president or, or now we're going to have a black woman on the Supreme Court. Right? Yeah. We pro-life all this time, but we just got lynching as a federal crime on the books. I mean, who are we kidding here? Who are we kidding here? And I wish the individuals, in particular those pastors with the ear of the nation, would stop being silent about this thing and says, listen, this is oxymoronic. You can't name the name of Jesus and traffic in this kind of hatred. Now, Katanji Brown Jackson, I believe her name is. In all fairness, like Clarence Thomas, both have white spouses and not even she is beige enough for the right. Yes, rumor has it, not only she has a white spouse, but he's a cousin to Paul Ryan, the former Republican speaker. And she's not even beige enough. The hate is so horrible and so deep that I get it. I have no other expectation, but I cannot afford to live. I cannot survive if I ever started losing expectation for people who named the name of Jesus. It is too intrinsic to my whole belief system and who I am as an individual that to somehow concede that Christians can feel this way and act this way is a point too far for me and I am not willing to do that. That's why I will get on every week and I will call you out and I will preach the truth. I will confront you like Paul had to confront Peter with his racist ideology. I will continue to call it out until somebody listens to me saying, your sir, you ma'am have denied the faith. You have. Oh yeah, they would love Candace. You know, this is how silly it gets. One of the things I love saying to my congregation and I love saying it to them because it's true. 
is that you're sensible people. You're sensible people. And I'm sitting there sometimes trying my best not to ask myself, why are so many Americans just plain stupid? I know the answer. Oh, you're bright, you're smart, but your hate dumbs you down. That's what's wrong. Trace, you're right. It's definitely pathological. Your hate is what makes you dumb. It makes you stupid. You're you're brilliant, but you're stupid. Because your hate clouds your better judgment. Christians and other Republicans, same thing. I said it. Should ask themselves how they allow the former president, Donald Trump, that multiple people have tried to tell you is an anti-Semite. How do you allow him? They're talking to Christians, now, Bible readers, eschatology theologians. You understand the last things better than most. I'm talking to you. How do you come out the side of your face to allow Donald Trump to claim to be pro-Israel and pro-Putin? Let me explain to you why this is a problem for me. Russia, like Iran, have throughout the years pledged as their primary goal in life, the destruction of the state of Israel or the nation of Israel. Many theologians, many theologians believe that the bear of the North that comes to crush Israel is Russia. We're talking about stuff from Daniel and Revelation 13 and on. You got to get Perry Stone or one of the gurus to to get in more detail for you, right? But in the back of our mind someplace, eschatologically, last, it means the study, eschatology is the study of last things, right? So you'll see that in the book of Daniel and and the book of Revelation. Um, Eschatologically, we kind of expect that Russia will commit itself to the destruction of Israel. But yet still, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. I'm willing to believe (laughs) that he's pro-Israel and pro-Putin. It's like saying, I love you, but you know, the dude who wanna go on it, break in your house and shoot your family, I'm gonna lend him my car because I understand why he wants to do it. Oh, he did move the embassy to Jerusalem and that's all it took. How silly must you be? That's where I will. I have a few minutes. I want to run through something real briefly with you tonight as my first Miller time. And I hope tonight gives you some kind of clue as to where we're going with this. I might have given you some misinformation in the beginning, but that was just the process I went through. 
right now we are we have to face this stuff head on because we don't want people fooled that's how many good people people i knew people i still know that bought into to a party of hate and divisiveness and culture wars because they felt like it was the other side that was doing things like taking prayer out the schools and 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 trying to stomp God out of society and all this other foolishness. And all the people that say that, you only say that because you have bought into this skim milk American Christianity that somehow needs the support or the force of law to survive. Read your Bibles. We are at best under persecution. Don't fight to put up your nativity scene. Just go preach the nativity. Heard somebody say, well, first our guns, then our Bibles. So what if they took our Bibles? What am I going to do? Side with somebody that's doing something more heinous so I can keep my Bible? I will still serve Jesus if, if the Bible was gone. I've been saved a long time. Nobody coming after your Bible. They have to take your phone. Then they have to take your heart. Because that's where it needs to be if you're not going to sin against God. What are you talking about? And you're sitting there. So because somebody says, well, you know, we want to put prayer back in the schools, right? And we want to separate children from their parents at the border. And we want to make sure that Confederate murderers are heroes, but we want prayer back in the schools. You're behind because that's the will of God that we be praying. How about if we put some spirit-filled kids in school? Don't buy the foolishness. The faith that we carry, the faith that we carry has been attempted to be stomped out. It has been attacked. It has, it has, listen, it has been washed clean by the blood of those who claimed it. And in our worst persecution, we've always thrived because Jesus said it, that he would build this church and not even the gates of hell shall prevail against it. So to buy into that level of darkness on the result that you want God in the culture. Let me tell you something and hear my heart on this. I believe, listen to me very carefully. I'm clearly, I'm begging you to listen to me on this. I believe too much God in the culture or too much Christianity in the culture is an absolutely negative thing because when it is so in vogue to be a Christian, people never really get down to the business of serving Jesus in the way the New Testament described the wholehearted soul outness that is required to really walk with the Lord. It doesn't come with the full denial and self-denial and the taking up of a cross because it becomes so popular to be a Christian. That's the craziness. We need to be careful how much we want God accepted in society. Jesus said, don't think I've, been, I've, I've come to, you know, to bring, I've come with a sword. I'm here to put mother against father, man, child. Listen, this is this stuff is divisive. This is this is this is not stuff that the 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 uh 
the, the secular man doesn't understand this. The natural man doesn't receive the things of the spirit. When does the church preach such an emaciated gospel that an unsaved, unregenerate, evil world finds it completely palatable? It's not biblical Christianity, people. It's not. When the first church practiced Christianity, they were persecuted like crazy for it. Now we want to be liked and we want to be mainstreamed. And we want, we want, we want to hear, we want to see choirs of the mall. That's right. And our schools need little prayer chapels again. And you buy into that foolishness by people that are saying, we want to be on top again. We don't mind a despot killing innocent people, but but we want God in society. Let me, um, out of time. I want you to hear this. This past week, a few days ago, Governor Rick Scott, Senator Rick Scott, he was governor, then he became senator. And I think he is now, um, I can't think of his title, but he is now the National Republican, he is now the president, I believe, of the National Republican Senatorial Committee. Rick Scott released an 11-point plan to save America, right? And this is my issue, because every time racist white folk talk about saving America, it's only talking about we miss the 1800s. That's basically what that means. We need to get back to when we were in charge, black folk knew their place and everybody understood who was superior. That's why this week you saw two Republican senators show up at a white supremacist uh, conference and claim like they didn't know what it was, which I don't know which would be more embarrassing that somebody that famous as a sitting member of the House of Congress that you don't even know. The Department of Justice has already labeled this guy and his group white supremacist. This is, quickly, this is Rick Scott's 11-point plan to save America. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over time. It's been a minute. I'm going to go a little over time. If you have to click out, I get it. I understand. Come back and check it out later. But I need to go over Rick Scott's 11-point plan to save America. Point number one. Our kids will say the Pledge of Allegiance, salute the flag, learn that America is a great country, and choose the school that bets fist them, right? But we couldn't make them wear a mask. My bad, I digress. We will inspire patriotism and stop teaching the revisionist history of the radical left. Our kids will learn about the wisdom of our U.S. Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the Founding Fathers. Public schools will focus on the three R's and not indoctrinate children with critical race theory or any other political ideology. In other words, let's just teach them about racist white America as great people in the South and the lost cause. Let's just teach them about those things, but not about the truth of the, the sin that continues in America today. Rick Scott, you're an evil man. Not to mention you're trying to fix a problem that doesn't exist. Now, number two, I'm going through these real quickly. Number two, 
people will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Um, how, how are you going to do that, boss? Um, because according to point number one, you got a skewed view of American history. So black people are going to have to hear the lies taught in the first section and, 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 and have to deal with that. And they better not say anything about that. Okay, move on. Point three, we will clean up our cities and stop pretending that crime is okay. We have zero tolerance for, quotes, mostly peaceful protests that attack police officers, loot businesses, and burn down our cities. And he's right. We should have zero tolerance for that unless it's the Capitol that they attack and unless it's the Capitol Police. That's okay. But if they're out there acting up, because people kneeling on people's necks, no tolerance for that. Number four, President Trump's plan to build the wall was right and we must get on with it. I don't have time for that. Number five, we will shrink the federal government, reduce the government workforce by 25% in five years, sell government buildings and assets and get rid of the old slow closed top-down government run everything system we have today i don't have time for any of that but without government oversight and shrinking the federal government while at the same time increasing states rights and giving states more power and putting more authority in the hands of the states you see exactly where this is going point number six Yesterday's old government is fundamentally incompatible with the digital era. <sighs> Point seven. They don't believe they can win based on their ideas. This is a Republican talking who have decided that the Republicans don't need an agenda. So they want to game the system and legalize voter fraud to stay in power. In true or really in fashion, Democrats refer to their election rigging plans as voting rights. We won't allow the radical left to destroy our democracy by institutionalizing dishonesty and fraud. Um, who is the one presenting 160 different legislative bids to make voting more difficult? Eight and nine is where they really get down to it. Listen to it. This is what I've been rushing to. Sheila, that's what he's trying to say, but he doesn't want to say that. The nuclear family, says Rick Scott, is crucial to civilization. Is that so? The nuclear family is crucial to civilization. So for 400 years, we just lynched the fathers, but I digressed. It is God's design for humanity, and it must be protected and celebrated. To say otherwise, here is the hypocrisy, is to deny science. Now you believe in science. When we ask you to put on a mask and to stay six feet apart, because over 800 million of us were dead. None of that mattered. Men are men. 
Women are women and unborn babies are babies. We believe in science. Men and women are biologically different. Male and female, he created them. Modern technology has confirmed that abortion takes a human life. Facts are facts. The earth is round, the sun is hot. There are two genders and abortion stops a beating heart. To say otherwise is to deny science. I cannot even tell you the inadequacies and the idiocy. I believe in the foundation of what he's trying to let you think he's saying. But let's be clear. You know, this is like, this is like somebody looking at somebody born with anything, right? Born with autism or or anything and says um you know i don't know what that is it must be the devil because the bible says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made let me just clear it up once and for all right two people were perfectly made one's name was adam one's name was eve they were put into a garden. They were in the orchard. They were told by the, the owner, eat what you want. This tree over here, you ain't ready for. They decided they wanted anyway. They got kicked out. Ever since they've been kicked out, no more of us was made perfect. This is so short-sighted and narrow-minded. And it's, it's, it's dangerous. Point 10. This is what I just finished talking about. Americans will be free to welcome God into all aspects of our lives. Thank you, Rick. I was never aware of that. Listen to that. Rick is now proposing that we have the freedom to welcome God into all aspects of our life. We needed that from him. And Rick wants to be the one we thank. Don't you get it? This is exactly what I'm saying to you, beloved, that even as in other countries that don't have the freedom to practice, to live out their faith, they live it out anyway and deal with the consequences. And for those things that we believe are important to our faith, are necessary for our faith, if society ever shut it all down, we will have to do it and just deal with the consequences. The fact, <laughs> I do my best to include God in all aspects of my life and if i'm ever found excluding him from a place it's not because anybody is making me it's my own carnality but it sounds good so we want to yeah we'll vote for him gonna separate some babies and send all migrants of color back to where they came from but he wants god in all aspects of our life we'll be able to go to shop right and only get apples from the middle of the garden
all the Jews in Wegmans now, all the grape juice will be blessed by pastors. So you won't have to go to the store and buy unblessed juice anymore. And we will stop all government efforts to deny our religious freedoms and freedom of speech. By religious freedom, he is probably inferring when the government uses science that he said two steps ago we should believe to tell us that maybe we don't want to be in clusters that the government shouldn't have the right to make us obey the science that he believes in except though if we start talking about our hatred of gay people and non-white anglo-saxon protestants then we might want to maybe look at science in the day. You, you, you see what I'm saying? You, you see the foolishness, right? There is no commitment to any standard principle whatsoever. And it's okay for Rick to say this, and I don't know Rick and so forth, and I'm assuming he probably doesn't know Jesus. In Florida, he might. All right, but I'm just saying, when the church goes behind and start repeating this nonsense, I don't know why people are born intersex. I don't know why people are born with two genitalia. I don't even know. I don't know why people are born with autism. I don't know why people are born with whatever. But I know that my job as a Christian and as a pastor is to teach what the Bible has to say about who Christ is and have him, people come into a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and walk with people, whatever their malady is, through this life into whatever God has for them next. That much I know. He said, the Democrat party and the big tech allies are not merely secular. They have virtually created a new religion of wokeness that is increasingly hostile towards people of faith, particularly Christians and Jews. He meant, he meant white Christians. Because if you're talking about wokeness, a lot of that has to do, it's been demonized, but a lot of has, has to do with black people, most of whom go to church. So that doesn't even make sense. That's more of the fear mongering. And then you think that's bad, get the rest of it and read the details like how this is going to be happen. He says, we will make it a federal crime for any prosecutor, including the U.S. Department of Justice, to pursue prosecution based on political ideology. In other words, you wouldn't be able to go after the president for trying to get 11,000 votes out of Georgia because that's political ideology. You wouldn't be able to go after the insurrectionists from January 6th because that's political ideology. This little Klansman, Rick Scott, has removed all doubt in my mind of who he is. Fortunately, again, not a good thing, but an okay thing. Well, it's a good thing, but the reasoning's wrong. Mitch McConnell came out and told him, absolutely not, this will not be a, the agenda because, not because it's bad, but it creates too many points of attack for Democrats. Again, you see the mindset, it's not right or wrong. It's not good or bad, even though they're trying to sell this as we're the moral side and we're, as, as uh, Jerry Falwell 
senior put it, the moral majority said, that's not what they're saying. They're not saying that, you know, let's not do this because it's bad, because it's bigoted and it's racist, right? Let's not do it because of that, but let's not do it because it could cost us, cause us, cost us power, right? It could create talking points and points of contention for Democrats in the culture to really call us out on some stuff. Not because it's evil. We know it's evil. We know it's bad. But, you know, it could it, it could cost us some elections. That's why, as I said Sunday, we must continue to strive to be people of the Bible, people who serve God wholeheartedly, people who walk in the ways of the Lord and are willing to do all that he commands and, and love him and love him and love him with all our heart. And when we love him, it automatically make us love people, right? Love God, love people. Remember that old thing? That's what it's all about. And we don't have to agree with people to love them. And we should see the love of people as something that we have no choice about. It's not something that should be optional. It's something you shouldn't even want a choice about because the love of God that's been shed abroad in your hearts. That's what we need to do. That's what we need to come to. That's why you got to stay in the word. And that's why it scares me that so many pastors in the American church today, and particularly this point I'm making in the black church, is so busy preaching self, flesh, foolishness, high life, fast life, grand life, diva status, um, balling out and all the other garbage that's going on with our nation and a world falling apart by the minute and you're out there on the internet trying to get attention. May God help us that if we have nothing to say, we're quiet. But to whatever extent God has given us a platform, may we use it to make sure the earth, do our part, that the earth will be filled with the glory of the knowledge of the Lord as the water cover the sea. That's my prayer tonight. I trust that you can agree with me. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for hearing my heart on this. I trust that you've been given some perspective, some prayer points, which to seek the Lord about. And let's continue to keep our hearts pure before God, that no matter what happens, we stay in the love of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much. Until next time, this is Bishop Cedric saying, I still can't say it, I'm trying. This is Bishop Cedric saying, the Lord bless you. Have a wonderful evening. Good night.